The Bird Show. The universe gave Kristen a little wink the other day. She's going to share with you here in just one second. Um, before she does, Haley, our intern, was in here a couple of minutes ago, and she mentioned something in passing that I had to go back into the intern room. Do you guys know how many interns we have? There's a whole lot. It's not the intern room. That's Tracy's office. Tracy hasn't been here since NSYNC broke up. <laughs> you can't rename it. It has to be Tracy's office, though. It's like forever and ever. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so I go back there um, because... Haley had said on the air that as she was dating this guy who lives in Tulsa, that had, did you get it all? I did. Okay. <laughs> I just had to make sure I didn't have anything in my teeth. I'm sorry. Literally doing the break and Kristen is staring at her teeth <laughs> in her computer to make sure she doesn't have anything stuck in her teeth. Is it the same thing you were trying to get out yesterday? No, I got that. Um. <laughs> you a I had that pop, that giant poppy seed for the longest time and it wasn't until I went to use the bathroom that I saw it. And I did not get that SOB out until I got home and used floss. <laughs> if you see it in her teeth on our Facebook videos, make sure you comment and let her for know. For sure. Anyway, so Haley said something to the effect of, like, when she was dating this guy long distance, they would be FaceTime each other, and then they would both fall asleep, and they would wake up, and they were still FaceTime each other, right? Yeah, it it kind of accidentally became a way for us to have dates, and like in, like, a cringy way, but also when it's happening to you, you're just like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. Like, we would just talk on FaceTime and one of us would nod off and fall asleep and you wake up and you're like, oh crap, like we're still on the phone. (laughs) So my son was telling me, I thought it was really bizarre at the time and I didn't know anybody else was doing it, that he's got a lot of friends that do this also that are a certain age that they are on the phone with each other, right? And it was unlike when we were growing up, you fell asleep and then it just kind of hung up by itself. But now they schedule time to talk to each other on the phone at night and purposely don't hang up with each other. And they wake up to each other while they're still on the phone. Oh, bless. (laughs) Why? This is not so rare, dude. Um, I think when it's long distance, I think acceptable. When it's just friends you see at school, I think that's really weird and messed up. I don't think that's... I wouldn't do that. It felt like really codependent. Yeah. I mean, because I do remember doing that when I was in high school and I was so excited about my phone I had in my room that lit up, which was the worst decision ever because I couldn't hide when I was on the phone. So I had to hide the phone underneath the covers so I could be on the phone. But I will never forget, like, Jimmy Durham and I fell asleep on the phone together or whatever. And I, <laughs> there, there was, like, this comforting aspect of it, but at the same time, why? <laughs> These are scheduled, right? And then they both wake up at the same time when one of their alarms goes off. So they're on the phone when they both wake up, and then at 7.15, the alarm goes off and they both wake up. Yeah, no, I, nobody needs to be seeing what I look like as soon as I wake up. Is it, is it just the feeling of, like, you feel like you're waking up with someone? Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, is it? Yeah. Well, because the first couple times it happened, it was on accident. We had been watching, like, I was like, if you, you know, start this movie at this exact second, I'll start at the same second. Well, it's like we're watching the movie together, and then I accidentally fell asleep, and then he accidentally fell asleep. And sometimes the noise when you hang up on a FaceTime call, that can wake someone up because it's like a, it's a noise that happens. So it's like, I don't want to wake her up by hanging up. So we just stay on the phone. <laughs> and then It's a thing, like, man. Yeah. And then... After a couple of times, I was like, it's kind of nice, like comforting. You know, when you're in a long distance relationship, you don't get to just, hey, are we staying at my place or your place tonight? So it became kind of like our own cringy little way of like being together. 
But I only think it's acceptable if you're in a long distance relationship. <laughs> I think if you're just friends from school yeah. or whatever, it happens a lot. That, I think right. that's weird. Okay. All right, Kristen, you got a little wink from the universe this week. I did, and I I was totally not expecting it whatsoever. So some people call it a sign from beyond. Um, I felt like this was just like a. It felt like a wink from the universe. <clears throat> I wasn't seeking it, wasn't asking for it. Like it just, it just happened. So I was doing hot yoga like I do multiple times a week. Um, and I was in class and at the very beginning I come and I, I set my intention for the class, right? So at the very beginning of class, as you're warming up and stretching, you set your intention. Is that like, don't fart, don't fart, don't fart during this next <laughs> Squeeze hour? Squeeze them ass yeah. cheeks so tight, man. That was your intent. Uh-huh. And my intention, actually, I dedicated that, um, I, I dedicated that yoga sesh to my husband because we were having a date night and I wanted us to focus on each other. So that's kind of like was going to be my intention. <clears throat> so... I do the class, whatever. Um, it was great. And then I get at the very end, and this is when you're laying in shavasana and you're in corpse pose, and this is when you're like just just kind of like taking everything in um, that you have done and you go back to your intention or whatever. But I, I didn't end up going back to my intention. And I'm about to take you into the crevices of my mind, so beware. This oh. is a scary place to be. Oh, There's room for all of us. <laughs> There's so much room. <laughs> So I'm laying there and I caught myself thinking about my dear friend, Claire. And um, it, it actually involved you. You've been so excited and pumped about this renovation on your house and mm -hmm. making it your own, right? Yeah. And I enlisted my friend, Claire, who does, she's an interior designer and she's been helping you and guiding you. And she's just so awesome. And she's brought you joy, which brought me joy. And so... As I was sitting there, and that's what I was thinking about, and so I thought about her, and I just kind of smiled, and I'm like, I really need to text her and tell her how much I love her and appreciate her and what she's doing. Um, but then as I'm laying there, I start thinking about Claire, and then I also start thinking about how this is going to be the one-year anniversary of her losing her dad. And um, we're both a part of this really crappy club, which is the Dead Dad Club, and it'll be six years this year that my dad passed away. And um, so as I'm laying there in class, during Shavasana, when you're not supposed to be thinking about anything, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, so I need to make sure I, f I get the definitive date that Pops passed away so I can make sure I can send something to her because that first one's really hard. Um, and then it got me thinking about my dad. And then my mind immediately goes to um, his funeral. So there I am trying to be Zen in yoga, thinking about my dad's funeral. And I'm laying there, and the thing that popped into my head was, I, I don't know why, so I'm thinking about my dad's funeral, and after the funeral, we all went out in Dayton, Ohio, and just got smashed, right? I mean, got just, went to a bar and got hammered, um, which is what he would have loved. And my girlfriends that made it, my dearest, closest friends, Amanda, Michelle, and Brittany were all there. And we, were, we, took, we took a picture together, which is weird because I normally like, why would you take a picture? But we, we took a picture together. And the way where we took the picture, there was like an orb and a light behind us. And it's always made me think that like, that was like dad, like winking at his girls because he loved all of them dearly. And they were like, for, for some, were like a second dad to him. And so I'm picturing this photo in my head 
of us in our funeral garb taking this photo and that flash of light, which I wondered it was my dad. And then the yoga instructor starts speaking again, and she goes, angels are everywhere. Whoa. Whoa. And that was like her message for, because after you're done with Shavasana, your yogi will start talking, and they'll have something to say, and then you'll sit up, and you'll do your namaste, and that'll be the end of class. But, yeah, as I'm laying there, she's just like, angels are everywhere. And then she goes on into the rest of what she was saying, and I was just like, oh. Hi, Pops. Aww. And I really did. I felt like that was mm-hmm. just like the universe's... Take it, man. Embrace it. ...little wing. Like, so it's one of those words that's like, do I think, you know, Pops like came down and was like smacked me? No, but I do feel like sometimes... Because, I mean, I think about him every single day um, at some point during the day. And, I mean, this is six years later almost. But it, I just felt like... Because I, I miss him so much, especially with Jimmy... Um, starting to change and get more personality and he's talking and, and whatnot. And I just, I wish he was here to witness all this. But then in my own special way, I'm like, okay, so he's not earth side, but he's still like, mm. he's still taking all this in, in in some capacity. And that just gave me like a little bit of solace. That's a pretty cool feeling right there. Yeah, it really oh, was. Awesome. The Bird Show. All right, let's move on and get some to some drama here because Ava here can't figure out why she wasn't invited to her best friend's wedding. Now, if you're best friends, you just assume you're going to not only go to the wedding, you're going to probably be in the wedding. So Ava reached out to us to get some answers for her, which we have, and we do have answers for her this morning. Hey, Ava, good morning. Good morning. All right, so tell us about the wedding. Tell us about the bride. Tell us about your relationship with her. And do you have any hunch at all on why you weren't even invited to her wedding? Okay, so... So I've been a part of the same friend group for around eight years. And up until recently, I would have considered that we were all best friends, you know. So, like, one of these friends getting married, uh, she's having a small wedding. And, you know, there's no bridesmaids, there's no, no groomsmen, nothing like that. Really small, really cute. And recently, everyone got their invitations to the wedding. And I'm the only one not invited, you know? So um, I, I didn't want to ask the bride where my invite was because that's, that's awkward, you know, we're mm-hmm. friends. However, like I did ask some of the other women and they all pretended not to know. And like, I, I don't know, maybe they really don't know, you know, but for some strange reason, like things with the bride and I have been just really awkward, really weird for the last several months. I don't know what's going on. Nothing has gone down. No fallouts. Um, but for some reason in my gut, like, I just don't feel like my lack of invitation is a mistake. <laughs> I feel like it's on purpose. And um, I just, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I was the only person not being invited. You know, if there was some budget cuts. So I'm happy you were able to, you know, Figure some stuff out of it. So I'm curious <laughs> if you guys have the same view of this friendship. Because if you really are a best friend, here we go again, trying to define what best friend is. That's like a brother or sister to you, right? So there should be no question here. None. If someone's getting married and they never bring up an invitation to you, that is not a best friend. <laughs> or something so drastic has happened. That they have written you off. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of, like, making other people's um, 
happy moments about you or, you know, whatever, making what somebody else is going through or doing about you. Mm. However, Mm -hmm. in this instance, if she is truly a best friend, like I'm looking at my friend group, and if my best friend was getting married and invited everybody but me, I would say something to the bride. Of course. 100%. But is it possible that she is invited to the wedding, but maybe something actually just happened to the invitation? Very possible because because my wedding planner did that. (laughs) Yeah, because if you're in a friend group with eight people, even if you're not as close to the bride as everybody else, I know I have these friends where if I invite one person, I got I got to invite the other person because they're going to know and it's going to be a whole thing. So I find it very hard to believe that you don't have an invite to this wedding unless you've done some shady stuff that we just don't know about. I feel like if, if that were the case, you probably would have got a different energy from the other women in the group where they probably would have felt more like, oh, girl, it was probably a mistake. No big deal. Don't worry about it. But the fact that they were all like, oh, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it's even bigger in this instance because you know that the rest of the friend group was invited and you weren't. And they're going to talk and it's going to come up. So it's like, I think they're sending a clear, loud message. I'm curious why you didn't call her and say, hey, what's up? That, that's just awkward. Like we, mm. we've, I feel like she's my sister, you know, from another mom. So it's it. why would I make myself look foolish if that's the case and it was a mistake like and then that causes issues so i i don't know our intern haley's got something on this okay i think if it's truly your best friend like your sister you should be able to call up and be like hey what happened and she would if you're really as close as you think you are she would take no offense she would have been like oh my gosh i'm so glad you told me like you were supposed to get an invitation are you dating somebody she doesn't like that's the only thing i could think of like there's somebody surround I, I'm coming up with nothing. No, then she just wouldn't have a plus one. And I'm not. Ha- and let, uh, obviously, we don't know what's going on here, and, and we're we're gonna hopefully figure it out. But um, if if I'm a bride not inviting one of my best friends mm-hmm. to the wedding, I feel like it's kind of on the bride to explain why you're not getting an invite. Okay, but uh, yeah, unless unless it it has something to do, I don't know if you and like her her um, soon to be husband has some type of history, or maybe it has something to do with that. Because that feels like something that if that were the case, she wouldn't bring it up. Do you guys have any history oh, at no, all? No, no, no. Uh, oh no, I, I I don't even find him. He's not my type, so I I I would never like. Mm-mm, no, 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 that wasn't the response. You don't say he's not my type. You would say you <laughs> right. say I would never in a million years hook up <laughs> right. with my friend's fiance. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. If he was my type, though. <laughs> Love you, Ava. That was not the right response. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ava, give us a couple of minutes here. While we can speculate all day long, our studio director, Tommy, knows the answers because he reached out and he's got some answers for you. So if you hang out just a couple of minutes here, when we come back, Tommy will tell you why you got zero invite, okay? Okay, okay. Thank you. All right, it's next on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Something is very wrong with the relationship when your best friend doesn't invite you to her wedding or to be in the wedding. A best friend. How can there be any confusion about this? But Ava called us and said that's exactly what has happened to her. And she can't figure out why. Um, So, Ava, before we tell you exactly the reason why you weren't invited to the wedding, because our studio director, Tommy, reached out to her. He's got some answers for you. There was no blow up or anything between the two of you guys no tension at all absolutely not not until the last few months just she's been standoffish with me um but there's been nothing 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 not a thing not that i can think of we're as confused as you are because if you're best friends then you would certainly say something 
Yes. And it, like if, if one of my, who I consider one of my best friends got married, everybody else in the friend group got an invitation, I would not have an issue being like, yo, what, what's up? Like, did I do something? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. Um, you know, I, I love you. I consider you a sister. I just, I thought I would be invited to your wedding. Now I had somebody when I announced my engagement, hit me up on Facebook with their address, expecting an invitation. I hadn't spoken to this person in 10 years. That's not best friend. That's not a best friend. That was a college roommate. (laughs) So in this instance, I feel like you are well within your right to say something. Sure. All right, Ava. So I'm going to turn this over to Tommy now, who is our studio director, and he does all the dirty work for us, who reached out to the bride, Bridget, via email. He's got some answers for you. All right. Mo, a few minutes ago, had a theory, and he was wondering if perhaps she, Ava, and... The uh, guy had a history. Well, she said they don't have a history, but they kind of do. She just doesn't know it. So I got in contact with the bride. We're calling her Bridget. And we've given them aliases, by the way. Ava is not Ava's real name and Bridget is not Bridget's real name, but just trying to protect the innocent. I explained Ava had reached out to us, told us about their friend group, and that Ava was confused why she wasn't invited to the wedding, being best friends and all. And I explained uh, to her that we were protecting them using fake names and that she could be completely honest about the situation because nobody will know who they are. And it took some convincing, but Bridget finally replied with an email explanation. And here's what she said. Well, this is hard to admit and be honest about. It's a bit awkward and a blow to the ego in some ways. A few months ago, our friendship got a bit awkward, and I decided it was best to limit my friendship with her. It's not her fault. I don't know that you can really call it anyone's fault. During a truth or dare game, my fiance ended up telling some truth that of all my friends, he finds Ava really attractive. He even admitted that he had wanted to ask her out originally, but she had a boyfriend. Of course, this made me feel like I was his second choice. What an idiot. Yep. Since then, (laughs) I have noticed... Truth or idiot. (laughs) Jeez. Since then, I've noticed that anytime we're around Ava, he's always kind of watching her as if I don't notice. It makes me really uncomfortable. So, I've decided to take a step back from our friendship. It's nothing against Ava. I just think it's best for all of us if she isn't around my fiancé. I hope Ava gets where I'm coming from. I really do wish things were different. How does that make you feel, Ava? I'm at a a loss for words. Like it's good, but it's bad? Well, her friend is so immature. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Like, um... First of all, the dude is an idiot. Yes. It's, it's idiot or dare. Um, so he should have never volunteered that. But since he did, now, of course, she's going to see Ava differently. Yeah. Right? So even if the dude looks in her general direction, Bridget, quote unquote, is going to be like, oh, oh, there it is. Right there. Even though it might not be. It's such an insecure thing. And if you guys were best friends, truly, you would still be invited. Yeah. Well, I really Can feel... Can be that insecure? Go I, I really feel for Bridget, not in the sense that I think she's right, but if this 
happened to me and one of my friends, and I was constantly seeing my guy check her out. For yeah. me, honestly, it would be enough for me to end the relationship because it w- I would not be able to get it out of my head. But that's the problem here is she chose to get engaged to this guy. So at that point, you've got to choose for better or for worse. If he's making eyes at Ava, that's something that you signed up for when you said yes to that proposal. It's not like at the wedding, he's going to look out into the aisle, see Ava and be like, oh, you know what? All those years ago when I wanted to ask her out, you know what? This wedding thing was a bad idea. Like, you got to choose this guy. It's it's not fair to Ava for sure. But does this not fall under that sermon you heard about guardrails mm. and that she deems this a guardrail in her relationship to protect her relationship. So while it sucks because of the information he disclosed, she's chosen him over her friend. It seems overly protective it's, to me. It, it, I it, mean, it's, it's, uh, a, it's a leap. It it's, a, it's a quite knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I think these guardrails are putting yourself in a, are avoiding, and we have to credit Andy Stanley on this, um, are putting up the guardrails where there truly is some danger. Yeah. There is no danger here except her insecurity. Yeah, Bridget's got some work to do because here's the thing. Here we have a case of Ava being punished, her friend being punished and cut off for something she didn't even do. And honestly, something that the partner didn't even do. Like, yes, he was dumb for saying that he found your friend attractive, but it just reeks of she doesn't trust him and she doesn't trust you, which means she needs to do some work because she's in this relationship. He chose her in the end. They're together. She should be able to be friends with you and still be with him. Y'all aren't going to betray her. And then if you did, she's better off anyway. So at least you have the info now if you want to reach out to her and say, you know, what's up. And maybe you guys can start to patch things up. But this isn't on you. You didn't do anything. And I wish she would have told you instead of leaving you completely in the dark and just not inviting you to the wedding. That was not cool on her behalf. Like, you deserve to know this information and you deserve to know why. Okay, Ava. We're going to let you go, but now you know, okay? Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Bye. The Burt Show. You ever find yourself having a debate with your friends about something that you completely thought was a no-brainer to the point it, like, blows your mind to find how some people really think? You mean a debate with somebody that you know is wrong and you are right? (laughs) Yes. Is this based in opinion or fact? Um, opinion. It is based in opinion, which is why I think it's an interesting debate to have, but it all surrounded... Is it actually possible for somebody to be a quote-unquote homewrecker? So this all started because I have a friend who I've spoken about him on the show in the past. He will never admit this to someone, but he doesn't mind that I tell people because it's genuinely how he feels. And he knows he's wrong. He knows that people would judge him for it. He really doesn't care. The way he lives his life is he only dates women who are taken. That is his thing. And the, his reasoning is he was in a really, really serious relationship once. She broke his heart, shattered it into pieces, like a lot of us. He's been in that situation. So he's going to do as much damage as he can before <laughs> he leaves this earth. That's one way to look at it. Okay. In his mind, and I'm going to try to, like, represent him right because he feels like I didn't last time. <laughs> they never do. I know. So in his mind, um, and this is how the home record debate started, he feels like, It's like I've heard people say this, and I hate when they say it, but they're going to do it anyway. Like these women who are going to step out of their relationship or step out of their marriage, they're going to do it. Whether it's him or it's someone else, they're going to do it. And he knows it's selfish, but he enjoys being in situations 
where he does not have the commitment piece. He does not have to worry about if he's being cheated on, what she's doing, what she's not doing. He doesn't have the stress that comes with being in a relationship and constantly having to grow together and going through things. He rather just have these relationships with these women that are involved and he's there whenever they need him. And that's it for him. Like, that's the way he wants to live his life. So the, the, someone in the group was like, but bro, that makes you a home wrecker. Like you're a professional home wrecker. It's like literally what you do. And he said, No, I'm not. I can't be a home wrecker. No one can be a home wrecker. So we obviously are like, wait, what? So he says, the reason being, he feels like if a, the way that you wreck a home is if you go into the home and it's solid and you break it all apart. You tear it down. Like you make, you almost make the person do something they didn't already want to do. He doesn't feel like he does that because he feels like if a home is solid and two people are happy together, it's not going to happen. Like that man or that woman is not going to step out of that home because you cannot wreck a solid home. That's why it's solid. But these women that he talks to, the home is already not solid. Mm -hmm. They'll come to you and tell you that. Like they're not happy. They're being cheated on. They just, they're over the guy, whatever the case. The home is already wrecked. He feels like by the time he gets there, he is just basically doing what he's doing, but that home was wrecked long before he got there. Okay, so I see his point in it, and the truth of the matter is, if you are committed in a relationship, then you're committed in a relationship. However, if the temptation wasn't there by somebody else, I mean, every relationship is going to have peaks and valleys, right? So if you hit this relationship while it's at a valley right there, you are given an opportunity at temptation at a very vulnerable spot. Yeah. So it doesn't mean like the relationship sucks or the house has a bad foundation. Yeah, it has a crack, right? Mm-hmm. But also if it doesn't rain, <laughs> you're not going to have a leak. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying and I'm on that side of it. But in his mind, he, he feels as if, if that crack is already there to where it's possible then the home is not solid. Now, I feel like this is his way of skirting accountability. And like, listen... When it comes to infidelity of, like, couples who are married, um, if you want to, you know, point the finger at the other person, the side piece, whatever, I don't agree with that. Like, the person who's in the marriage is the one who made the commitment and the obligation and is the one that is solely responsible for maintaining said commitment. Um, but you you can't completely skirt responsibility and accountability when you are engaging with people who are in committed relationships, married or not. Like, Cybra, you're a homewrecker. All right, homewreckers unite. one eight five five Virtue. If you don't think like, hey, uh, it's not my fault. House was cracked. They were vulnerable. I started the relationship where I only date married men or married women. one eight five five Virtue. If the house is cracked, like I, I agree, it takes two to tango and it's on both parties, but the house is cracked. You can either be the wrecking ball that comes in mm -hmm. or you can be the repairman that comes in and helps fix it. <laughs> and you're choosing to be the wrecking ball. If I walk by a business at night and it's closed and they left the door and the windows wide open, that doesn't mean I can go in there and steal a bunch of stuff just because, oh, there was a crack in the window and it wasn't open. I still know that's not a line that you cross. So, I mean, that might be his choice 
and, you know, live your life. But at the same time, I don't think you can argue that you don't have something to do with the dismantling of the marriage when you are a key piece in that equation. This is the wussification of side pieces. You need to own up to what you're doing. So it's it's interesting that you said repair or wreck because um, we had this conversation on the show once, too, where... Him, like uh, the, some of the people that called up, said that the, the the relationships that they've stepped in, some of the time, it helps. Like it actually fixes the marriage where the, when the person that's cheating is cheating. Because he said something to me that was interesting. I told him, I feel like if you're flirting or going further than that with someone you know is taken, you can't say that you're not a homewrecker. Like if you're doing it knowingly, you are. But then he said, aren't you the same person that said a cheater's going to cheat regardless? Which I have. Like I don't think people have to go on vacations to cheat. Like mm-hmm. if you want to cheat. You're going to cheat. So in his mind, if they're going to cheat anyway, then the wreck then the wreck has already happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just the guy who comes in and makes it possible. Hey, I feel Jessica. like that's just like a lazy excuse to do what you're doing. Hey, Jessica, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning, guys. Um, I agree with a guy, I will say 90%. Um, my husband stepped out of me, uh, caught off here weeks, years ago, and I was extremely mad. Like, I wanted, like, I was very hurt. But for whatever reason, you tend to hate the other person. Like, I want to kill her kind of thing. However, she doesn't own you. And she didn't own anything to me. He was the one who stepped out. He disrespected me. She didn't. She, it, has, it was not her, her responsibility. Now, in his case, he's just the way he does what he does. And that's wrong because they can, a person can be very vulnerable and, um, you know, have that issue. But it's. He's not a homebreaker. Whoever cheats is the homebreaker because you are breaking your own home. It's nobody else's responsibility to take care of your people mm. except yours. Okay. So, Appreciate you calling. Abby, where exactly you stand? So for me, I think it's like 75-25. Like I think within the home, it's 75% your responsibility because you know how that home is standing up. You know if there's cracks in the ceiling. You know if there's a leak in the faucet. But at the same time, I agree in the sense that if there is a temptation so great, it is going to exacerbate some of those problems in the home. And I think, for example, Ariana Grande is the perfect example of whether or not you can be a homewrecker or not. Because from what I've read, every relationship that she's been in, she has always taken somebody else's mm-hmm. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And at what point do you look in the mirror and go, hmm, I'm noticing a pattern here <laughs> that I'm constantly taking somebody else's man. And of course... It's Ariana Grande. That uh, 75% is going to start to look a little bit more like uh, 10% and more 90% Ariana Grande. It's a Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Breaking up in a digital world. I've got two questions for you guys here, and they both have to do with pictures, and one has to do with social media. Okay? What is the contemporary rule for pictures with your significant other on social media after a breakup. I was leaving them up, but then a few listeners hit me up on DM saying, why you've got those up anymore, man? Wait, still hung hung up on her? Wait, stalking her? What's going on? And I didn't even really think about like deleting them until I got those DMs, and I'm just unsure of what the rules are now. It feels harsh to have to go back and delete them. Agreed. A little bit, but I have two reasons why I think you should keep your couple pictures up after a breakup. The first one is because I'm nosy as hell, and I want to be able to see (laughs) when I think the breakup happened. Good for you, bad for me. That's good. The second is I just think that it shows that you're content with how everything turned out. I think even though usually it doesn't mean this, sometimes it does feel a little vindictive, like, oh, I'm going to delete all the Mm -hmm. photos. I'm going to delete our entire history 
history that to me, it reads as petty. You dated this person. You were obviously proud of them for a certain amount of time. And maybe it was a totally fine breakup. So I think when it ends, just leave them up. Mm -hmm. I feel like when it ends, leave it up until you get into another long-term relationship Mm -hmm. or you're engaged. And then that's when you can finally close that chapter. And then I would go in and be like, I want to focus on my future, not my past. And then I would delete the photos. All right, let's stay there for just one second. Then, Mo, I want to get your take on this also. So even though you end up in a long-term relationship or engaged even, you still have that pet. That's still part of your past and even the breakup and that relationship got you to your new engagement and new healthy long-term relationship so why delete it no 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 Absolutely. And you're not deleting it in your mind, like it's still there, but to have it in your face, like on your Instagram or whatever, um, like to have it on paper, I feel like you can just go ahead and remove that. It's like, um, you know, it's not like a forgive or forget. You can still honor what you had, but move on in whichever way you deem healthy. And for me, whether it's right or wrong and whether the new relationship needs this respect and not that the person I'm dating would even expect me to do this. But I feel like personally for me to really move on and to be fully engaged in this new relationship, I would just want to cleanse the timeline of my past relationship. I, uh, I've only posted my couple's pictures on social media one time in life. I, I never did it after because I hated having to delete it so bad. I, I did not enjoy that, but I deleted them pretty much immediately like as soon as I knew the breakup was over and it wasn't for anybody else it was for me but I think as I'm thinking about it it's probably because I think it was Bert or Abby one of y'all said why delete it if you're proud of it that that was my thing I wasn't like the, the, mm. the way the relationship ended mm. I just didn't want to be reminded of it anymore like I wanted that part of my life to be out of sight out of mm-hmm. mind so I deleted them immediately all right let's get a little dicier here at any point after a breakup if nudes have been exchanged, do you delete those off of your phone? Immediately. 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 Yeah, because I, I think that's just out of respect for the other person that you were in a relationship with. Um, because so many that you hear stories all the kind all the time of people who share that stuff, and then it gets used for revenge later on or whatever. Mm. I feel like that if there is mutual respect in the relationship, as soon as that part is done, you delete those photos because there's no there's literally no reason for you to have them. Right. None. Right. Zero. Zilch. First of all, I don't know why you would want them to be on your phone. Like, if I've broken up with you and I don't have access to your physical body anymore, I don't want access to your virtual body anymore. I think it's the most respectful thing to delete it. That being said, I don't know a single man who has ever deleted a nude from a past (laughs) lover ever. So I really do feel like I'm just speaking to the women here. I think it's the most respectful thing to do. But also, you really got to ask yourself, if you do have them, why? 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 Exactly. Yeah. From like a female perspective, like if I gave you a nude and we break up and you still have that, that's ick to me. So you're assuming that the guy is deleting them? I ain't assuming crap anymore. Yeah, don't. I know. <laughs> right, Abby <laughs> is probably right on that, Mo. Uh, same answer for me. I, I delete them immediately. There's no point in keeping them. If anything, for me, it feels like it's a temptation that you can't do anything with anyway. So, yeah. like, what's the point of even having them? But y'all are saying you would keep the pictures of you and your ex as long as y'all got clothes on, but you would delete the ones where they don't have clothes on immediately? Yes. <laughs> That's okay. So even on your phone, if they've got clothes on, you keep those pictures in your phone, but clothes off, you delete them. Yes. There's there's a difference. Is it like a memory? <laughs> Is there a memory attached in, to it? Are we in Italy? Like, yeah. why would I? It depends on like. You might be. Yeah. So if we're if we're in Italy.
literally with our clothes on, I want to be able to remember that trip. I'm not going to delete those photos. What if the what nudes if the were taken? Were taken? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're not in front of the Trevi Fountain butt naked. It might be. You're not in your hotel room? No. Yeah. With some beautiful Italian background? Yes. I don't care what your zip code is and where you took the nude, it's getting deleted. <laughs> your GPS location does not freaking matter. If I'm seeing the goods, you're getting deleted after we break up. Yeah, ask a very interesting question. That's interesting. Though. Okay. Yeah. Relationship what? questions and exes with clothes on, keep them. Yeah. Nude, delete them. Why, why is that weird? It's so obvious. It, it's like very clear <laughs> that you so- should delete something that people what? wouldn't want you to see in public. That is a private part of me I share because you're my partner. You don't get it anymore. I don't even want to go buy, like, I wish there was, well, I'm sure there are people that could go through your phone and go, hey, can you just delete all these? I don't even want to see them again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I guess because I delete them both, it it just oh, feels like yeah. they all go. But if to say that, like, all right, the ones where there's no clothes got to go, but the ones where his clothes are fine, <laughs> it just feels interesting to so me. I don't just know like, why. They all got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's an everything must go sale. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, delete it all. Okay. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, our intern Annalie has a question here. She's got the power to end an eight-year relationship, but she's like in that limbo phase, which is to me is always the worst. Like, should I? Should I not? You wake up in the morning, you think about it, you talk yourself in and out of it all day long. So when do you know? Hey. Yes. Yeah, so Mike needs to be on. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already been able to tell this, my experience with men is just so foul. It is comical. <laughs> <laughs> like, it horrible. Um, Abby, Annalie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hi, yeah, Bestie. Nice you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got tickets to this concert. Again, revolves around music. Maybe this is all self-imposed. I should learn a lesson. Um, but I got tickets to a concert, and it was a very small one. And I reached out to the band beforehand, just being like, hey, like, I'm so excited. I love your work. Can't wait. And it really just came from a place of like genuine appreciation and excitement. And so following that, the lead singer gets into contact with me. And Hold he's- on. Let's pause one second here. Let's quit the BS here. So you DM'd the band just in like in hopes that you would compliment them, not thinking that the lead singer any this was this was not flirtatious in any no, way, shape, no, or form. No, it genuinely wasn't. There like was no if flag, I was like, hey. no, okay. if I was into it, I would have like straight up DM'd the singer and been like, look, man, like you're hot. Okay. But it wasn't like that. <laughs> She's DMing the bands. Like yeah, it was like the, the whole page. Okay. Like just like I'm excited. Um so the lead singer gets into contact with me and he's 30. I'm 20. Um, and he starts texting me at hours that I felt were a little odd, like midnight being like, why are you so far? He's like, you're going to be my tour guide after this, all of this stuff. And I didn't like draw the line, but I also was, I was passive about it. Like clearly wasn't into it, but I didn't draw that line. Um, So you're engaging, but doing it on your terms. Right, right. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, Okay. and, And again, just in the interest of honesty here. So it doesn't feel quite right to you, but you're allowing it to go on anyway. Right. Okay. I mean, this band, I was, I, I did like their music and I didn't want to be like, okay, I'm just going to be rude and just right. pass it off. So I was, uh-huh. I was engaging, but it wasn't anything like, I wasn't feeding into the things that he was saying. Gotcha. It's a little intoxicating uh-huh. when a celebrity of any Heck status yeah. is like, you know, engaging in conversation For with sure. you. Right. Um, so I end up going to the concert with my friends and it's a very, very small. Hence why the lead singer was like, it, it wasn't like anything big. Um, and so after, um, when you go to smaller concerts, a lot of people will hang out in the venue. And so I was kind of hanging out with my friends and the lead singer comes up to me and starts talking to me and he's, 
He's saying, okay, so like, what are we doing after this? All of this stuff. Oh, like, we're going to go to the bar. And I was like, uh, first of all, I'm 20. I can't get into any of the bars around here. Like, that's just not how it is. Second of all, just no. Um, so I just kind of shut it down and he gets frustrated. He never raises his voice at me, but he starts saying things like, you owe me. Ooh. And I don't know what a 20-year-old girl would ever owe a 30-year-old man. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was that. I ended up leaving. Because he graced your time or your DM with a <laughs> Right, response. because he performed, I, I have to go out with him. I don't know. It was weird. He actually owes you. You paid to see him. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, the whole situation. But I ended up just leaving with my friends. Like, I'm done with this. And kind of just forget about it all. Um, you know, it was a crappy situation. Very uncomfortable, but nothing illegal. Um, so I forget about it. And recently, my friend sends me a screenshot. This man has posted an almost 10-year anniversary with his girlfriend. <gasps> if the math is mathing, oh. I would have been in, like, elementary and middle school when they started dating. Gross. <laughs> and, like, why is he Why is he having those conversations with me? Why is he, like, investing time and energy into me if he's been in that relationship. Oh, wait, a musician's unfaithful. Shocker. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're thinking, so your question is, do I reach out to her and tell her right. what's up? Because oh, okay. initially I was just like, you know what? I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be involved. But there is that guilt. Because it, I, like, if I was a girlfriend, that's something that I would want to know. But also like... Isn't this what happened with Adam Levine and how he got outed with like the Oh yeah, but it was an open relationship. Was it? Yeah. Did she so, know about she, how open it was? She, <laughs> knew, she knew about the open relationship or at least that's what she told the press. So I mean maybe they were either A on a break, B it's an open relationship or C he cheats on her all the time and it's just like old news at this point. Right. Par for the course. So you're thinking maybe I should reach out to her because the dude has certainly went over a line and he's been in this relationship for a really long time. Right. I feel like eight years is huge. And I don't know. It just like it doesn't sit right with me knowing that like if he acted like that towards me, how many other girls has he acted like that? And how many girls actually, you know, went through with. Oh, every city. Mm -hmm. Every city. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing this wouldn't be the first time that she got reached out by. If, if he is loosey-goosey in an eight-year relationship, <laughs> then I'm pretty sure she either knows or has an idea that this is how he gets down, and I don't even think it's worth it for you to be the whistleblower. I don't right. know, Annalie. I mean, do you really want to get, like, messed? That was my thing. I just don't want to be, like, I don't want to be involved, but I do, like, I don't know. There's just this guilt. Like, like, like woman to woman. Right. Mm -hmm. Like as a girl, that's something that I would want to know. And I would want somebody to reach out to me and let me know. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb that she knows. Like, yeah. like if you're 10 years in and he's acting this way so openly with you, um, I personally would just bow out. Right. Yeah. I might be a paranoia patty right now. I'm in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was already when you barely knew him was like, you owe me and right. kind of aggressive. Yeah. I would not meddle with this man's life at all. I would just back away because if you do blow up the relationship and he gets dumped or whatever, he's going to blame you, not himself. And he is going to make your, he could have the potential to make your life hell. There'd be right. retaliation. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Here's what I wish I would have learned at 20. And at 20, it's really hard to flex the mature muscle. It's just that you got to keep your side of the street clean. And it doesn't matter what's going on over there. All you can do is control your side. If I'm you, I'm just blocking this dude and moving on. Don't even get involved. Right. But thanks for the story. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the radio guy. I mean, he's like, yeah, you should definitely interrupt, man. And then you should knock on her door. <laughs> and then jump on stage in the middle of a show. Get it. The Bird Show. 
Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Bad Bunny, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, Alicia Keys, SZA, Drake, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, Rosalia, U2, Elton John, Bob Dylan, and Post Malone. What do all these artists have in common? Grammys. Probably. <laughs> Not the answer I was looking okay. for. Um, what do all these artists have in common? I think I know because you said it. New We Are the World. <laughs> no, but that would be sick. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? All of these artists are signed to Universal Music Group, which is a series of different labels. And Universal Music Group wasn't able to create a new deal with TikTok. So they pulled all of those artists' music from TikTok today. Oh. So if you have a video or if somebody you follow has a video using any of those artists and more, because obviously it's not the only artist signed to UMG, all of those songs are not available. You won't be able to hear them anymore. So if I'm the artist, how am I feeling about this? Is this the company going to bat for me so I get paid for my music? Or are you taking money out of my pocket? I don't feel like if I were an artist in that situation, I wouldn't like it. I feel like that's the comp the record label's company of making sure that they get the more of the better deal in it all. But as far as for the artist, I think it helps you to be on TikTok or to be on these platforms and then have these people putting your music in your videos, the videos going viral. A lot of songs I know, I heard them that way from mm -hmm. hearing them in the videos. So I don't feel like this benefits the artist and more so benefits the labels. Yeah, the digital world for us is just so strange. Just some inside info that we talked about on the show. Also, sometimes we'll play music during Abby's entertainment buzz, right? Which we can do on the radio because the radio pays the rights to play those songs. However... We can't play those on our podcast because our podcast doesn't, it costs a lot of money to play that music, a lot. A radio station and a company can afford it. Little, little bit podcasting company <laughs> cannot. So sometimes you'll be listening to the entertainment buzz and it's one you heard on the radio and you're like, wait a second, the music's missing because we don't have the rights to play it. And I do, I'm with you. I think that hurts the artist. Definitely. Exactly. So Universal Music Group is saying that TikTok is actually bullying and uh, being very intimidating in all the contract negotiations, basically saying that they can't come to an agreement to where they're getting paid what they think they're due. But TikTok is saying that UMG is putting, quote, their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters, basically saying, like, you're going to get more exposure by having it on TikTok. And UMG came back and said that uh, without paying that... They are trying to build a music-based business without paying fair value for the music. So what I find interesting about this whole situation is obviously I closely follow Taylor Swift and she has always been an advocate for artists getting paid what they're due. Back in 2014, she actually pulled her music from Spotify because they weren't paying the artists what they're due. And so I find it very interesting that artists like her that are typically very vocal about their activism have like she hasn't said anything about this yeah I, you know th it's not going to happen overnight but this is such a new world for music companies and record companies that i do believe because of the internet and digital record companies are going to have to pivot or they are going to lose their artists who are going to do things independently and don't need them nearly as much as they used to yeah it's completely free advertisement and i don't understand why i mean i get that they want to make a certain amount of money but at the end of the day like it is the biggest social media platform out right now i really do think it balances it out getting to have your music out on the platform to build on what mosa said my current playlist on spotify is literally just tiktok artists like mm. songs that have gone viral that's where I find all my new music that and like shows from the CW. <laughs> but still, like it is 
it, it, I understand wanting to be paid for the work that you've done, but at the same yeah. time, it's a cost benefit. And if you're getting thousands of millions of ears on your song and it's charting because of it and people are streaming it, that's how you get paid. If I mean, I'm that's how a- some co- songs have gotten played on radio is because oh, sure. they got big on TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or it used to be played on the radio and then TikTok brought it back and then it got played on the radio again. There are so many times where I'm in the car now with my 16-year-old on long drives and he's playing all this music I'd never even heard of and I'm in radio. And I'm like, dude, where are you? What is that and where'd you hear it? It's always the same thing. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Exactly. Okay, well, speaking of Taylor Swift, I can only imagine this video is how I sound to just normal non-Taylor Swift fans. I have gotten sent this video over and over again about how Swifties are looking for a way to find Taylor's favorite number 13 in just about everything. This is from the Holderness fam. Well, the Chiefs are going to Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. What? 13 is Taylor's favorite number. She is doing all of this. Yeah, well, she has been to a lot of games. Says she's been to 12 so far. Super Bowl will be number 13. Yeah, and on the other side, a crazy comeback by the 49ers. 49. Four plus nine equals 13. <laughs> right. Anyway, the Niners are a good team. They're a one seed. What are the Chiefs? A three seed. One seed. Three seed. 13. <laughs> okay, but isn't she going to be in Japan for the Super Bowl on, like, February 11th? Two, 11. Well, that's the day. Two plus 11. <laughs> 11 is 13. Uh, okay, but she can't possibly get there in time for the game. A nonstop flight from Tokyo to Vegas. Oh, I think I know where this is going. 13 hours. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess she could make it, but it's not 100%. 100. Oh, boy. 100 minus 13 is 87, which is Taylor's boyfriend's jersey number. You're really stretching it here. She is a mastermind. Okay, but not everything is 13 related, right? Like, this game will be Travis Kelsey's 22nd playoff game. Oh, no, I immediately regret saying I don't know about you. Yep. I'm feeling 22. Are you going to be doing this for the next, I don't know, how long until the Super Bowl? 13 days. <laughs> uh, the Tay voodoo is so real. <laughs> so real. For more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. Get it. The Burt Show. I follow at moms behaving badly on Instagram because that is my life now. <laughs> um, and they posted moms give one piece of advice to new moms or moms to be. Something you wish someone would have told you. And I started reading through the comments and I'm like, damn, these are good. Like, we're going to share these. And if you are um, a, a mom and would like to share any tips or advice you have learned since becoming a mom to any new moms or moms to be, 1 855 Bird Show, 855 237 8746. Would love to have your insight. So, the one that has the most likes so far on this post, ask people to take photos of you and baby. Moms often get left out of photos. Even if the baby's ugly? (laughs) Yes. What if the mom's ugly? Both need to have photos of their ugliness, yes. (laughs) Photoshop exists. It does. Listen, it was a rough time right after that C-section, okay? (laughs) I need to cut her some slack. No, it's so true. And I mean, we, we joke about this, and I have even talked about this before on the air, like asking men to take the photo. Like, I shouldn't have to add, like, just if you see something cute, if you see something sweet happening... Take the photo because I have so many videos and photos of my son and my husband being adorable, and I got jack squat of me. I concur with you that photos should be taken, but if your man is trying to take photos, you can't look at the picture and go, oh, don't take it that way. Um, yes, the lighting can. is bad. Can't retake it. I've been yelled at for taking photos before. How many times, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, you can because you can do better. Not for random <laughs> girlfriend photos, but for the baby. There are now photographers that will teach husbands how to, and, and some wives, how to take 
appropriate photos of a woman with their her kid because every Father's Day, my husband gets a full photo album of the most beautiful photos I have taken of him and our children. Well, yeah, on my phone, so not like right. professional. And then I have one. Well, you should take those photo. pictures. You're the woman. Oh well, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. So he's got read it in the Bible. Yeah, he's got four years right there. Line five in Exodus. It says, "Must give husband photo albums of child. You get one if you're lucky." <laughs> I think I remember that yeah, scripture. Yeah. Um, next is pee before going into their room in the middle of the night because you never mm-hmm. know how long you're going to be there. Mm. You don't know what's going to what's it going to take mm. the baby back to sleep. So mo- make sure you go ahead and like cleanse the bladder and then go in there. Um, Next, the best and most freeing advice my mom gave me was, I wish I played with you more and cleaned less. Mm, Yeah, you do get so caught up. Mm. I'm sure that there was a time both of you guys went through this where there's a tipping point where at the end of the day where you are doing nothing except cleaning up after your kid. They do something, they make it dirty, then you're cleaning up, and 30 seconds later, it's a mess again, and you're doing that all day, and one day you just decide, like, I'm waiting till the end of the day to do this. Like, I, I'm going to go hang out. My Our playroom is a disaster right now, and I even have posted videos from us in there, and I, as I'm, like, recording the video, absorbing my son's cuteness, I'm also I'm like, my, this place hmm. is a pigsty, and then I'm like, we're having fun. Yeah, and what? you're also like, Bartle. Bart will clean it up. He doesn't. I, t- I take care of the playroom. Thank you very much. Um, next, uh, don't let your kids get hamsters. That one got a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. I had a hamster, and it was a lovely experience until it died. Yeah, exactly. Did they you soon have 30 after you had one? Because no. even one, for whatever reason, can multiply. I had one. Her name was Carrot, and she was lovely. Carrot? Mm-hmm. Carrot. Carrot. I don't know what. I think because we had a, a class hamster, and it was, name was, its name was Peanut. And so I thought, because, you know, you're five years old, you don't know much about about the world, you just think, oh, you have a pet, you name it after a food item. So I was like, carrot. <laughs> Did not do a hamster. We had mm-hmm. two. One multiplied, then ate its babies, yeah. and the other one Yikes. got lost in the house, yeah. and we couldn't get him out. Agreed. It had the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that got a tremendous amount of likes from at Moms Behaving Badly, do what works for you and your family. Also, fed is best. I don't think we could say that enough on this show. I was like, bless this woman for posting this. This one got a ton of likes. It's okay to not be productive during their naps. Like, Mm. you don't have to, like, in that time, feel like you have to get everything done. You can have some downtime for yourself if you want to. That's okay. I would say come up with a game plan, though, because this happened to me the other day, and I spent at least half the nap time trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Should I be cleaning? Should I be reading? Should I be napping? Should I be taking a bath? So figure out what you want to do before the nap. I remember that unknown sprint time. Like as soon as they go down, you have like, what, an hour to get everything done. And then when you hear them crying early, it's so irritating. Your kid is irritated just because it woke up. The sinking feeling. (laughs) And you're like, no. No. You still have an hour and a half. Um, Get zippers, not snaps. I don't even understand why they make onesies with snaps. Don't do it. Preach zippers are the way to go. Mother's tuition is a thing. Don't ignore it. You will never regret too much snuggling with your kids. It will not spoil them. Preach on that. I let Jimmy nap on me when he was a baby. Mm -hmm. We snuggled constantly. I held him a lot. And he sleeps in his own bed, perfectly independent. There is nothing wrong with taking advantage of when they were teeny tiny because mm-hmm. it goes by so fast. This one's really, really good. It is okay to feel two polarizing emotions at once. You can grieve your old life while loving the heck out of that sweet baby. Because I know so many moms go through this. Postpartum depression is common and should be talked about more. Do not be afraid to ask for help or say something feels overwhelming. I would add to that, too, if I can. 
tell your partner to look out for it because you yeah. might be in the thick of it and not even realize what's happening and you'll get to a breaking point where you're like, this is not my life. This is not what I signed mm-hmm. up for. And you will think it's the baby and it's your hormones. And sometimes you need a partner to see that in you and make you go get help. And then most importantly... Do dishes and laundry when the baby does dishes and laundry. Hope this helps. <laughs> hey, Liz. Everybody always says sleeps when the baby sleeps. Nah, that doesn't. <laughs> what you got, Liz? It feels like it's a season you're never going to be out of, but you will. It will pass, and you will be so glad uh, when those sleepless nights are over, and you will look back on them and laugh with your partner. But for now... Just know that it is a season that you will not be in forever, and you'll be happier uh, when it when it does pass. That's great advice for any stress. You always feel like this is going to be the this is it for the rest of my life like this, mm. and you forget it's just temporary. Sometimes temporary lasts a long time, though. <laughs> <laughs> like eighteen years. <laughs> it's a Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.